You're listening to Answers from the Akashic Records, a world of empowerment service from Angel Rose and Ahanu. Well, good morning from the Pacific Time Zone, everybody. My name is Ahanu, and on behalf of Angel Rose, I'd like to welcome you to this 45th session of Answers from the Akashic Records. We have people attending from all over the world, sometimes first attendees, others seasoned participants. And our seasoned participants will know the procedures for these sessions. But for our newcomers today, it's important that I point out that throughout these sessions, Angel Rose is not in a trance and neither is she channeling through any spiritual or psychic entity, spirit, angel or ascended master. She is downstepping the answers to your questions directly from source. And many of you are aware that the answers to these questions became the basis for Angel Rose's first book in the 10-book Honest to God series called A Time of Change, which is available from atimeofchange.info. And her second book called The Nature of Reality can be ordered from thenatureofreality.info. And of course, both can be ordered from amazon.com or requested from most high street bookstores. Now, because this session is being recorded, we will not use people's personal names anywhere in the session. This ensures the privacy of all our participants. All our participants will receive a copy of the recording free of charge as soon as we have finished rendering it as a download. In the event we don't get to all of your questions today, we will carry them over to our free open forum sessions on the first Sunday of every month. Each week, the summaries of these sessions, which we call Profundities, are posted online at worldofempowerment.com, allowing people from around the world to benefit from sources, words, and profound guidance. And to date, we have collected thousands of hours of audio, video, and transcripts from these sessions, and they are all available to members in the archives of the World of Empowerment website at worldofempowerment.com. So that's the end of the formal introductions. I'd like now to welcome our very own beloved Angel Rose. Good morning, everyone. Happy New Year. I will say up front, though, that 2016 is going to be interesting. You can expect a lot of rocking and rolling. And what I mean by that is we're going to see a mixture of some uh, devastating events, actually. And also, with that, a mix of higher manifesting energy. So this is the year to hold your own focus, create your reality, in the middle of that, we will have more climate changes. We will have more terrorist activity, unfortunately. So very important that we keep our heads in the high realms this year. And um, like I say, powerful manifesting energy. So take advantage of that and do what you can to keep yourself in a higher space. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and say the prayer so we can get started. All right, as I'm saying the prayer today, I'm aware of a beautiful yellow light in the room as well as a group of beings who are here, probably because of the types of questions that are in the queue. All right, so Ahano, um, we can go ahead and get started. Okay, our first question today, Angel Rose, is about baptism. But I must remind people that we actually did a session, a topic-specific session, several months ago on the topic of the Christian sacraments, which included all about baptism. So uh, I don't expect that we'll go into too much detail about it today, except just to answer in general, Angel Rose, is the practice of baptism really necessary or does it have any spiritual value at all? All right, hang on. Well, what I hear Source saying is it's really a s- symbol of purification and the idea that even though the churches, you know, talk about it as being saved from original sin, Going back to Adam and Eve, what Source is saying is it's really a symbol of purification of the lower self in its proper symbolism. It shouldn't be used as an indoctrination into any kind of religion because that is more of a capturing of a soul. But symbolically and archetypally, it's a symbol of purification. And, you know, how I can relate it today is that we know that we're not functioning 
as humans at our highest capabilities. In other words, if you just look at the brain alone, you can see that we only use 10% of it. So the other 90% is attributed to being activated into our higher gifts, which is part of the purification process. And what that implies is that there is a little bit of a genetic defunct in our DNA that has those higher parts switched off. So going back into history where some believe it was the Anunnaki who created a human and blocked particular higher gifts for their own purposes, or wherever you go back into history, it's obvious, okay, that we're not functioning at peak creativity that we're capable of. So baptism was really a symbol of purifying out the original uh, manipulation of our DNA so that we could achieve our higher gifts. That's the proper symbol of it, that should be baptized into your own Holy Spirit, which is a part of you, you know, the part that functions as God's mind. So that's the purpose of it, is to baptize you into a higher state of consciousness, but not really to indoctrinate you into a religious order. Just making the clarification. So does it have a spiritual benefit? It would if it was understood symbolically. Is it necessary? Probably not. Okay. But I do know as a meditator many years ago that I was taken through processes of baptism in my meditations. And certainly I was baptized by Babaji in the River Ganges long ago. So it does have a very powerful symbolic representation. So I would say, yeah, it does have its benefit in that way, as long as it's not an indoctrination into a religious order. Okay, our next question. We found out that there are other gods that have been willed into life by believers. Do people who believe in those other gods like Jehovah perish and live their next life under the belief system of their religion associated with those beliefs? they're saying is if you believe in Jehovah this life, will you come back believing in Jehovah? No, I, I think actually it's very similar to a question that was asked previously, that if you believe in Jesus, for example, will you see Jesus after you die? Or if you believe in Muhammad, will you believe? Will you see Muhammad when you die? Yeah, but I thought they asked something about reincarnation when you come back in. Let me read the question again. We found out that there are other gods that have been willed into life by believers. Do people who believe in those other gods like Jehovah perish and live their next life under the belief system of their religion associated with those beliefs? Yeah, perhaps, yeah, you, you got it right. Mm-hmm. Okay, hang on. So what I'm hearing is no, not necessarily. Because when you cross over, you do have a period where you get to see and understand truth, okay, or the capital T When you have an assessment or a life review and you take a look at yourself, you take a look at your beliefs and you're shown what's true or not true, when you decide to reincarnate, you could come into a life where you want nothing to do with religion. You could choose to be an atheist. You could choose to be, you know, an entirely different religion for your own soul reasons. So it's not a given that you would come back in functioning under the same religions and belief systems. You know, sometimes you may. You could be born back into a family that is Catholic. For example, if you were Catholic in another life, it really all depends on what your soul wants to learn and experience and what it's up to. And that determines what happens in your next lifetime. On the subject of reincarnation, Angel Rose, do deities reincarnate? And let me remind people also that we did a session specializing in deities just quite recently, just before Christmas, and it was quite revealing. So again, look back in the archives for those members. You have access to those recordings. And the question, Engel, was, do deities reincarnate? If so, could they be anyone? What I'm hearing is that they can reincarnate, again, for their own purpose or mission. You know, deities evolve as well. Any being who's created is on a path of evolution. So it's not like you get to 
the end and all of a sudden there's no further purpose to you. You may reincarnate for particular reasons if you're a deity or you may work on other dimensions or just beyond missions that are in the spiritual realms. But once again, it is up to the choice of the deity reincarnating. Could they be anyone? They could be. I think uh, we did a session one time on the famous deceased. It's not the same as a deity, but we were asking about some famous people. I forgot which one it was. It was a female, but she had come in to live, you know, a very normal life and a very quiet life as an artist, where before she was a very public figure. So, you know, yes, they could just be very simple people. When parts of ourselves are fractured off due to traumatic events in prior incarnations, why is it that when we die and pass over and waiting for our next incarnation, we do not seek out all those fractured parts, heal them and integrate them back within our souls before entering into the incarnation. Please explain why this reintegration process does not take place before we reincarnate again. That's a very good question, isn't it, Hannah? See, what I'm hearing is that it has to do with where things fragmented off. In other words, if you're down here on earth and you fragment off parts of yourself, sorry about my voice today, people, through traumas or anything like that, those sorts of fragments stay in the earth plane or the planes that are very close to the earth. They're still considered part of the third dimension. So when you die and you cross over, you're in a whole different spiritual place and not of the earth plane. Okay, so you can't go gather the pieces of yourself in the spirit world because that's not where they're located. They're located down here in this density. It's the reason why we recover things on this level. It's the reason why people will be guided to go visit particular areas of the world or they'll be really attracted to an area or they'll be repulsed by an area. It's usually because those are places where they have lived and left pieces of themselves for positive or negative, by the way. Okay, so you're working within the dimensional space of the Earth in its planes, considering the astral plane being part of that. Um, this is where we're located. Is The Native Americans believe we have an upper world, a middle world, and a lower world. That's where they do their shamanic journeying. But all of those are still aspects of Earth and its environment. Okay, when I say its environment, I mean its planes of existence that are still under the dome of it, for example. So that's where you have to go find those pieces. It's not when you cross over and you're just in pure spirit and you're in a whole other frequency range because that's not where they are. And that's the reason you don't do it on those levels. That's the reason people reincarnate, actually, is because they have to come back and gather themselves and reconcile all aspects of themselves on the plane in which they were fragmented. So when we say that we have no longer have a need to reincarnate down here on earth, the only way that that happens is if you have reconciled all of those pieces, all of your karmic imprints, all of your fragmentations. Once you've balanced all of that and come to peace about all of that, then you're free to not have to come back here. Since we all have other aspects of ourselves in other dimensions, can we ask our other selves to help us with difficult issues such as health and job issues? If so, how do we go about asking our other selves to help us with our current issues? All right, well, I can tell you the easiest way. It's through quantum jumping. And quantum jumping, we've talked about it before in these sessions, but it's just a, a method of meditation developed by Bert Goldman, B-U-R-T, Goldman. You can look him up online. 
basically he takes you into a light alpha hypnosis. You would have an intention first about which multidimensional self you would like to meet. Because you have hundreds of them. So it's not like you're going to meet all of them in one fell swoop. So if you have a particular issue, for example, that you would like help with, you would make the intention to meet the multidimensional self that could help you with that issue. And then you go ahead into the meditation. It's guided by Bert. He's got many CDs that you can purchase. And you meet your other selves and you have a conversation. And I can tell you that it's a very powerful experience. It's immediate in terms of its effects in this dimension. That's my easiest recommendation to you all. It's easy. It's uh, safe. It's powerful. And um, that's where I'm going to send you guys. Our next question, Angie Rose. When you see a faint group of beings near the time of a loved one's death, are they waiting closer to the earth and therefore available to be seen? That's a good question also. Okay, so they would have come down, quote-unquote, closer to this dimension, uh, and that's why you can see them. So the answer to that is yes. Where do the blue-skinned beings reside? You know, I feel like I'm going kind of deep into the earth, actually, uh, inside. So there is a race of blue-skinned beings inside the earth. But, you know, they're also telling me that they are star people. Long ago, many star people came here. Some of them left the planet, others went inside the planet. So they actually come from, actually they're saying that they originate from Orion, which is kind of surprising to me to hear that answer. Uh, but uh, many of them have gone underground inside the earth and they are, you know, very advanced and they do appear to people at times for particular purposes. And they're saying that there's actually a whole paradise reality within the earth that they and others are part of, not just themselves. Uh, and that can be visited and discovered, but usually only when a person has reached a certain level of consciousness. Now, speaking of where people reside, what plane of existence does Krishna reside? Krishna's telling me it doesn't reside on any plane of existence, it's laughing uproariously, by the way, that it is actually everywhere, omnipresent. So at that level of spirit, you don't have a residence, quote-unquote, because everything's your residence. The universe is, you're, you're everywhere. It's kind of like if we were to talk about source, source doesn't have a particular residence. Uh, it would be omnipresent as well. So what I get from Krishna is it has achieved a level of spirit okay, where it is omnipresent. This might sound like a silly question, but I love using a free app on my tablet called Ghost Radar, which reads energy and forms words. Often I think it is reading my own higher self. Can you ask Source what it thinks of this technology and how else could it be used? Yeah, to get there, I don't know. Sounds interesting. <laughs> okay. Well, it seems to be a way to to definitely read energy, energy signals. So they've got it programmed in such a way with frequency ranges that it can detect particular frequency ranges uh, in an environment. Okay, so it's very interesting technology. Source doesn't really have an opinion about it one way or the other, but... I am getting a feeling that it is an interesting form of information. Okay, so would it be reading the person's own higher self? It could at times, but not always. Okay, so it's an interesting uh, app, I have to say. So the source's opinion of it is it doesn't really have an opinion, just that it it's an interesting uh, technology for information on frequency ranges. Our next question, Angel Rose. 
What is Morgellons disease? Does it come from off-planet? Is it carried in family bloodlines? And how can it be treated? All right, we have discussed this too in another time. I don't know where though, Ahano. So just a minute. Okay, it's it's an interesting thing because it does look like it's a form of um, environmental poison. Okay, it also mixed with bacteria. It's kind of become a living thing, even though I don't think it started out that way. It looks like it was just a result of chemical pollution, chemical chemical effects of stuff that's out there, toxins. But for some reason, once it unites with the human biology, it, it now takes on uh, a life of its own and has a form of bacteria connected to it. Okay, so is it genetic? Um, no, I don't think it's genetic. I, I think you could have a predisposed weakness to it, just like you could other illnesses that get passed down through your generational line. You could have a weakness for it, but, but it isn't an absolute Okay, it more does feel like it is a chemical, toxic thing from the environment. Does it come from off-planet? The person asks, no, I'm not getting that. I'm getting that it comes from chemical stuff that we ourselves have produced in our environment. So I don't think it's extraterrestrial or anything like that. It is a real thing, but like I say, it doesn't become alive until it hits a human biology or a biology that is alive, okay? So what can you do about it? Let me see. Lots of vitamin C sources saying even a, a vitamin C kind of a solution that you'd wipe on your skin. So not only ingesting over a 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C or however it's measured, but also make a skin solution for your skin, also colloidal silver solutions might help, but um, you need to find somebody who's created one that's a lot stronger than you'd find in a store. Okay, just a second. You can use some really pure frankincense oil, Young Living brand, or some other oil that's been um, that's therapeutic, therapeutic grade. And rub that on the skin. There is a way to take frankincense oil internally as well. Uh, I believe maybe the young living people might have that formula that would work as well. And those are the three things they're telling me. Vitamin C, colloidal silver, and frankincense oil. And I might also just add that, you know, keep up your immune system. We've said this in many, many, many sessions, but it is important that we all eat better, take care, better care of ourselves, keep our immune system strong, use colored therapy, visualize the rainbow around your body morning and night to replace any colors that might have been deficient or out of balance. This is just routine maintenance that we all should be doing right now. Our next question. A psychic told me I'm holding a lot of negativity of the past and present and I need to love myself and balance the heart chakra was suggested to me. What do you consider the easiest, fastest, most effective way to rid oneself of negativity? All right, well, it's kind of a complex question for the person asking, so we're not here to do personal readings today, so I'm only going to be able to give a general answer what I hear Source saying is that negativity is always from fear. Anytime you have negative feelings or you're, you're hit by negativity, it's always because underneath the surface we have not resolved fears that we have. Those fears could be on any level. They could be of feeling guilty or someone convincing us we're guilty. They could be a fear of God's judgment they could be our own self-judgment. All of these things kind of need to be looked into on a personal level in terms of, you know, what is it that you fear? What are you afraid might happen? What are you disappointed in in yourself? Who have you not forgiven? Including yourself in there. 
So is there a fast track, easy way? I could say forgiveness is probably the fastest, easiest way. Offering people who you perceive have hurt you, offering them blessings and grace as opposed to wanting them to get theirs. But I will point people to the home study course, Transformational Writing, which we created for exactly undoing this sort of thing. Okay, if you're interested, you can find it on worldofempowerment.com under the home study courses. But if you don't want to do that, the easiest way is to make a list of everything that you still perceive you're guilty for or other people are guilty for and everything you fear and just, you know, offer forgiveness for that. Forgiveness in the true sense is not that somebody did something to you and now you're going to overlook it. It's understanding that at the level of God, everybody's innocent and everybody deserves love, which is another chance to make a different choice. And when we hold on to either things that we think we've done in the past that we're not happy about or that other people have done, we do not allow for that opening into a change. We stay stuck in it and we keep other people stuck in it as well. And you can be sure if we're doing that, we're going to meet those people again and have another opportunity to make a different decision. Okay, so I always advocate, get out your journal, make a list of what you're afraid of, what you feel guilty about, what you feel others are guilty about, and then bless them all and forgive them. And you have to believe in your own innocence, that there is a part of you that still functions as a pure being. And so does everybody else, no matter what it looks like. So if we want to bring that out in people and offer the opportunity for that sort of change, we have to offer them blessings and grace. And ourselves, it's the only way. Stay with us. We'll be right back after this break. Years of research, thousands of profound statements, hundreds of sessions, miles of transcripts, months of listening, a vast archive of personal power and spiritual awareness awaits you. Join worldofempowerment.com today, a members-only website of practical spirituality for your fast-changing world. worldofempowerment.com Now on the subject of healing, Angel Rose, there are several people who have somehow contracted a long-term illness at an early age. For example, joint problems like osteoarthritis in their late 20s or MS or lupus in early 30s, etc. They go through lots of physical pain throughout their lives and struggle with normal life activities as a result. Why do they contract these conditions from their soul perspectives? Is it the punishment of their past life karma or is it nothing to do with that? And what should they do to make things better for themselves in achieving their life purpose more effectively in such conditions? I am grateful for an understanding. All right, well, first I'll say that, you know, in terms of their life purpose, you'd really have to go into their records individually and see what that purpose is to greater understand why they may have the condition that they have. The other thing is that many illnesses, some of them can be some of them can be karmic, and but I have to be very careful because I don't believe in punishment. And I don't think it's wise to look at things like that as punishments. Okay, but what you are looking at, though, is that on a soul level, uh, like does attract like, but forgiveness and grace supersede that law. So I have to just make that clear first. Sometimes people take on contracts to purify out things that are are um, ancestral in their lineage, and it can manifest as particular illnesses or weaknesses. Sometimes a person has gone through illnesses in other lives where they're now weakened in those areas, so they would come in with an imprint to be weak in a particular area, and which would make them susceptible to illnesses. 
sometimes it's strictly dietary or where you live. You could be living on toxic land or a toxic city or some sort of other environmental problem. So there's there's a lot of reasons why people get sick and you really would have to go into each person's records privately to see what's the cause for them because it's not a general answer. And the solution's not not a general answer either because what you might see to advise somebody in one reading, you wouldn't say the same thing to another person even though they might have similar conditions. So unfortunately, I just can't answer that in a general way. Okay. Now, here's an interesting question, Angelos, that we certainly have not heard before in all of the years that we've been doing this. What does source say about magic mushrooms, particularly the fairy cap variety? Do they enhance our mind and enable us to get beyond the normal brain barrier and so facilitate a deeper communication with Mother Earth and beyond when done in the right frame of mind by someone of sound mind with the respect and reverence they deserve, does Source think a regular, like four or five times a year, taking of these gifts would aid and illuminate our soul work on this planet? Where did they originate from? Are they from Earth or further afield? <laughs> and obviously this person enjoys them. <laughs> yes, must do. They yeah, have a very I, positive They do, because they perceive them even in the question as a gift. They do. Yes. Okay. Fairy mushrooms, I think they're found in Ireland, aren't they, Ahana? I believe they're found all over, um, in most moist conditions anyway, because I do believe they need a moist environment. Um, And perhaps, you know, on groundwater or aquifers or something of that nature. Okay, so they're called the fairy cap, is that correct? It's a particular type of mushroom, yeah. Well, it's very interesting because we're at the level of chemicals. When I asked Source about this, it really has to do with the chemical composition of these mushrooms and how they affect areas of the brain. So they can open up uh, definitely areas of the brain, okay, that would give, let's just say, a different perception, higher perception in some cases. Uh, Nightmare and others, I guess, depending on who's using them. But they do have a chemical composition of of an order that is not normally in the brain. Or let's just say not normally activated in the brain. Okay, so they can cause illumination, understanding, a shift in perception. But source is telling me is it's giving me the word dependence. Okay, like there's many substances on the planet that will alter chemistry inside of us. Those mushrooms are one type, you know, DMT, marijuana is another type. Any kind of drugs we take is another. I mean, it's all chemicals, right? And it all affects the biology chemically. Okay, but what Source is saying is that ultimately, you know, activation into a God person or becoming God man is an internal process. Okay, like when you use an external substance and you have a an experience, it can shift your perception, it can give you deeper insights because like I say, it would activate parts of the brain that are not normally activated. But source always encourages us to be activating ourselves by our own personal mastery. And it can be achieved through, you know, when you meditate quite frequently and you reach higher states or coming back to the baptism thing, when we purify out ego parts of us, we open up different parts of the brain, we create different chemicals. So source doesn't have any negative opinion about it, but it just makes the point about dependence. So, you know, like if you use it four or five times a year, with respect for that reason, source isn't going to judge it at all. But in terms of is it necessary, that's where I'm seeing source kind of draws the line and says it isn't necessary because you can do the same thing internally. Okay, so I hope that answers it. No judgment about it, but it's all about dependency. Can you tell us any more 
about what areas of the planet are most threatened by terrorist activity right now or where they are currently plotting to attack? Oh, boy. Okay. Well, I feel like it's it could be anywhere. You know, they've already attacked Europe. They'll probably still target places in Europe. They will target places in the United States as well. Definitely around New York City area, East Coast, some on the West Coast. Looks like they leave the Midwest alone because they're just not interested in it for some reason. Midwest doesn't seem to be power spots, but East Coast, West Coast, uh, we're going to see more of this type of stuff spreading. So... Hang on a minute, everyone. Just let me look at this. You know, what Source is saying is we, we're just living in very precarious times. I mean, this is real. This is orchestrated. It's political. But, you know, what it's telling us is, like I mentioned in the beginning of the session, we're going to be rocking and rolling. Okay, so when I say East Coast, West Coast, I feel like I'm looking at New York City predominantly, when I say West Coast, I'm I'm looking at areas of uh, California predominantly, but they really could pop up in unexpected places. But it isn't just that that we're concerned about this year. It's also climate changes. Um, you're going to see more storms, more violent things like that. And um, interesting that Source kind of puts it all in the same category in terms of catastrophic upheaval. It's putting terrorism in that category. It's putting the storms in that category. So let me see what its advice is for us. See, it's still pointing to our collective unity. In other words, when these sorts of things happen, these terror strikes and these weather things, how it affects the individual is that it increases fear of survival. Now, we all know in catastrophes, people do join together and they help out, or when a terrorist attacks, people come together and they help out. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about what happens inside to the individual, that a person is disarmed in their personal power when these things happen. Okay, so when I ask Source about the solution, it's talking about our collective unity, in terms of our heart energy and uniting in our power inside instead of falling prey to fear about it. Now, it is fearful. We won't deny that. It is scary because, you know, it's kind of like you just don't know what's going to happen wherever you go. But Source would also go even deeper and bring us to our fear of dying Because that's really what's underneath our fear, losing people we loved or dying ourselves. So we might want to do a little bit of work on that sort of a fear. But it's asking us to still unite internally. And when you think of um, yourself or anyone else, you want to internally, deliberately send love energy and blessings everywhere. On a daily basis, just unite inside yourself with all beings on the planet. Increase the love that you generate from inside yourself. And generating love is a choice, by the way. It's a decision to generate love or to weaken yourself and don't do anything and fall into fear. So we do need to generate love and send love to all people, really. Okay, as an active daily practice. Okay, it means you meditate or you lay down and you listen to some music that opens your heart or inspires you or uplifts you in some way. And out of that energy, you send it off to everyone, everywhere. Okay, because terrorist acts and climate change, they divide. What their purpose is, is is to break up a person's energy field Move them into fear and divide. We've got to counter that in some way. And and part of it is, like I say, be very aware that, you know, people can die in these things. You could die. We could die. So it's not really about um, 
it's not about staying in fear of that. It's about, on one level, accepting that death is part of this experience unless you're achieving your ascension in this life, which is overcoming all your death thoughts and understanding that you can live forever and take your body into light. Okay, but that's a, that's a huge task. It it's, can be done. It's all belief. All right, but point is there's inner work here to be done. And generate, do generate love and kindness deliberately, magically, every day. Our next question, and unfortunately will have to be our last question today, it's quite a long one. Is karma and our action on earth determined if we need to reincarnate? Our soul has a choice to reincarnate or not purely based on its desire. Could you say that again? Is karma and our action on earth determined if we need to reincarnate or the soul has a choice to reincarnate or not? Is that purely based on its desire? Okay, do you understand what they're saying? Do you give me the first part? Yeah, I think actually we have answered this question, perhaps even in this session when we were speaking about reincarnation earlier, that I believe I understand the question to be that is the desire to reincarnate based on our own karma or on our own soul desire or is it something else well it could be both actually okay um okay it's a good question actually like i mentioned earlier until we really reconcile everything that's gone on on our journeys through the earth plane we will most likely reincarnate because the source wants the soul, excuse me, wants mastery. And mastery comes from being tested and making choices that are loving in every circumstance. Okay, so anytime we have something left undone, whether it's something that we have done in another life or something someone's done to us, okay, we will come back to have opportunities where we can make a different decision unless we've evolved to the level of forgiveness and grace. And I'm going to harp on that again a moment only because to evolve to that level really means that you are in a completely harmless space where you are not interested in harming anybody. Would you, you would never harm anybody. You understand everybody is, loved by source equally. All that source ever does is give everybody another opportunity to experience love or to move into love. Okay, when you're really in that place where you're harmless, then you start to dissolve karma. Okay, it gets purified because you're really helping to purify it for everybody. You know, this belief that we have an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth and some people delight in the idea of karma when they see somebody behaving a particular way they say oh they'll get theirs I can't wait you know all of that delays the process of clearing karma okay because our will is that the other person suffer okay so the whole idea of suffering is another conversation but anyway we either free people of karma or we cause more karma. So as long as we have things to learn about that, we will reincarnate. Okay, so it's as much a karmic law of attraction as it is the soul's desire to go past it. So both things are actually going on. When a person or spirit picks a lifetime, and they pick a particular design or set up events that will challenge their soul. They do that for a reason. They do it so that they can, on this dimension, make another decision. Remember I told you when a person asked previously about why didn't we pick up soul fragments in the spirit world? And it's because that's not where they split off. They split off here. It's the same thing with karmic imprints and the soul has to evolve on a dimension where it's left things undone so i hope that answers. does that answer it 
enough for Hannah, do you think? Final question, Angel Rose, and it's to do with death. What is the best method for last rites for disposing of a dead body, like burning the body by fire or putting the body in the earth or in a casket, so that the soul will get released from the bondage of the body? All right, hang on. Well, I am getting that cremation is actually the purest and fastest way to do that process, precisely because it does burn up any impurities in the body. I mean, if a if a person, when we take a look at some of the things that keep the soul, you know, really the soul does get released from the body pretty fast. But there are things that may make that process take a few days, such as if the person was on uh, anesthesia or drugs in the hospital for a lengthy period of time, or if they use drugs when they were just recreational drugs. Okay, there's things that... Um, kind of keep the soul sticky in terms of it being able to be completely released. So when you do burn a body, you do burn up all that stuff. So it's actually the cleanest way. It's the most spiritual way, according to source. It's closest to... uh, When you do evolve to the point where you have a light body that can just dissolve the physical and turn it into light... Uh, it's very electrical in nature. It's very fire-based. So it's the reason why cremation, not that it, it is similar necessarily, but it is close, closer. Uh, when you keep things in the earth, things take a long time to decay. It causes environmental pollution. The chemicals they put in the body to preserve it when they remove the blood, um, it's all toxic, basically. So to answer that question, cremation is the closest thing to having a clean break. Okay, as is traditional with us, Angel Rose, now I'm going to read a summary of what we've covered today. And we start with baptism. Baptism is a symbol of purification of the lower self and was not intended to be used as an indoctrination to any religion. The proper use of baptism is as a ritual entry into the higher states of consciousness. There is a genetic defect in our DNA which blocks access to our highest gifts. On crossing over, many souls have an opportunity to understand truth. Deities evolve also and are quite open to reincarnating on earth. We recover lost soul parts in this dimensional space because this is where they were fragmented. Gathering, recovering and reconciling lost soul parts is one of the reasons for reincarnation. Guides and teachers are closer at the time of death and can be seen by mortal eyes around that time. Blue-skinned beings originated on Orion and are presently in a paradise reality in inner earth. Krishna does not reside on any plane of existence, but is omnipresent. Morgellons disease is not genetic or off-planet, but is a result of chemical toxins in our environment that, when merged with human biology, takes on a life of its own. Vitamin C, colloidal silver, and frankincense oil provide much relief for Morgellons disease. Negativity always arises from fear. Fear can arise from many factors and is personal to every individual. Forgiveness is the fastest way to recover from fear. Fear closes openings for positive change, while blessings and grace opens them. Forgiveness and grace supersede the law of karma. Hallucinogenic mushrooms affect areas of the brain by causing a chemical reaction that is not normally active. Ultimately, activation into a God-man is an internal process that is best achieved through our own personal mastery. 
The east and west coast of the United States and many areas of Europe are current targets for terrorist activity. Terrorism disarms us of our personal power, but our collective heart energy is capable of overcoming all acts of violence. Terrorism is intended to divide collective consciousness. When we all realize that God consciousness cannot be divided, we embody love and kindness magically every day. Source always points us to our collective unity in the face of all adversity. Deliberately and intentionally generating love for all beings should be an active daily practice. Mastery comes from being tested and choosing the highest degree of love in every instance. Everybody is loved by Source equally, as Source gives everybody as many opportunities as they need to realize love. We either free people or bind them by our perceptions of them. Adversity is a soul challenge that can help us choose love and become more masterful. Cremation is the fastest and purest method to allow the soul to be released after death. Cremation is electrical in nature and is therefore a purifying fire. Now that does bring us to the end of our session today. I must apologize profusely for those people who have asked so many questions today that are in the lineup that unfortunately we don't have the time to get to them today. But we do promise and we always do bring the questions forward into our next open forum session on the first Sunday of each month. So now let's bring Angel Rose back to formally close the session. Thank you, everyone, for your fantastic questions today. Okay, thank you, Angel Rose. Now, all that remains for me to say is to remember to enter your comments on worldofempowerment.com. We appreciate you all being here and for participating. We love you all so much. We wish you a blessed, holy, successful and prosperous 2016. So until next time, blessings from myself, Ahanu, and from Angel Rose. You've been listening to Answers from the Akashic Records, a World of Empowerment service from Angel Rose and Ahanu. To get the profound statements from the Akashic Records in your mailbox each week, log on to worldofempowerment.com.